Good afternoon, everyone. It is Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Uh, um, heartfelt thank you to all of the comments and followers we have across the globe. Um, and we appreciate the, the feedback and uh, that you allow us into your lives on a weekly basis. Um, this is the highlight of my week and Julie's week. And uh, it's it's kind of uh, interesting. Um, I've gotten texts that thank you for stopping the chopping, and others we missed the chopping. So, uh, and so I guess we'll find some uh, ad mixture of incorporating these ex- extraneous uh, background noises uh, to, to please all audiences. And what you realize when you when you reach a large audience, you're never going to please everybody. But uh, I'm okay with that. So. Uh, again, thank you to all of you guys for inviting us into your homes. Um, I will give you my contact information as always. Uh, and if I haven't gotten back to you, I, I promise I will. But it, it's so gratifying when I get a text that, hey, I got in for a neuropsych eval, or I finally made my first therapy appointment, or I really had a great session with my prescriber and talked to them. So, I mean, that, that really kind of fuels us. And, um, you know, I've said this before, I, I, I believe this is my modest version of God's work, and, and Julie as well, and uh, we appreciate all that you've done. Julie is with us today. Um, so I've been more contemplative as as the podcast has grown and, and the popularity has grown. Um, of thinking during the week, even though I do these organically off the top of my head, of, of really kind of coming up with... Um, experiences through the week or something that just kind of pops in my head and like my mind never shuts off. So I want to do today's episode on the sense of self. Um, the self is a mysterious thing and we have multiple selves and not in a psychotic sense or a delusional sense, but in a sense that we have different versions of ourselves, our, our work selves, our uh, relational selves, our parental selves, um, our collegial selves, and our self is 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 with us all the time. It's what we wake it's what we wake up with every morning, and it's what we go to bed with every night. And included in that are all of our thoughts and cognitions, and emotions and transgressions and and hurtful feelings and positive feelings and behaviors and experiences uh intentions or lack thereof uh misgivings uh a whole range of things that 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 kind of encapsulate the totality of who we are and our sense of self is very much shaped by the environmental responses we get and, and as I've talked about personality disorders, it's very clear in, in uh, things like borderline and and a variety of disorders, uh, narcissism, that, you know, early messages given to children by significant people, whether that's biological parents or anybody in a perceived level of authority that, that's raising that person, uh, directly impacts how a person views their self because we're sponges as, as, as young children. We take in and we we make the, I, 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 don't, even, I don't even know if I can say can make the error, but we just we suck it in as if, if, if they said, oh, you're, you're really smart, we start to believe that. Or if you're dumb, you're never going to be anything, you start to believe that. And if that gets you know, repeated and over-rehearsed throughout life, it certainly impacts 
who the sense of self is. But, you know, one of the fun things about doing this podcast, um, Julie's kind of the same way, but I think I'm more anal with this, is uh, we have all of our stuff from our education. And it's fun to go through some of this. You know, I usually go through maybe like on Fridays or Saturdays, but definitely on Sundays I'll flip through stuff. And I found something that I came across. I just, I just want to share this with you. And this is called The Invitation. And um, I can probably post this on, on Instagram for you guys. But this, this was a great thing. I'm not, I don't remember what class it was from, but it was definitely... Uh, it, uh, definitely one of one of my courses or Julie's courses, but I or I think we had the same thing. So it's the invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. Okay, it doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for, and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me in what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from fear or further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it or fake it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, be realistic, or to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you're telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself, if you, you if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. I want to know if you can be faithful and therefore be trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty even when it is not pretty every day, and if you can source your life from God's presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand on the edge of a lake and shout to the silver of the fullest moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live, or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done. It doesn't interest me who you are, how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself or if you truly like the company you keep in, in the empty moments. I think it, it's, a, it's a great uh, a poem or what do you kind of call it, but it's a really nice capitulation of can we be, you know, in my summation is can we be everything we are, our, and that's the sense of self, and acknowledge it. And I think acknowledging the negative aspects of ourselves, acknowledging the times where where, where toxicity can can emit and and impact the lives of others. Can we forgive? Can we forget? Can we move beyond? Or does our ego become so strong and and we dig our heels into the ground? Because all of which we are is our sense of self is constantly evolving. It is not a static. Uh, entity it is not a physical construct but it is it is something unique i think to being human is the sense of self the sense of identity it is what defines us it is what makes us unique um 
you know, diversity is something that our country struggles with terribly. You know, in 2022, our, our country is horribly fractured. And the sense of self in terms of social media, and I see it in adolescents that I do diagnostics with, is so heavily influenced that the old the adage, if it's on the internet, it must be true. And with texting and sexting and, and Snapchat and all these different messaging, um, you know, I see the sense of self being constantly impacted. And I think we're all prone to this. And I don't know what this phenomenon is called, but 50 compliments in a day and one negative comp, comp, comment, we forget the 50 and we, we focus on the one. And I don't know why that is. I, th I think in general, we are hard on ourselves. We almost seek to confirm uh, the negative aspects of ourselves. You know, and, and, and when you have fragmented sense of cells, like, like the borderline, the narcissist, the histrionic, uh, these are fragmented individuals who, who, who need and, you know, almost like a lifeblood. They, they, they have the belief that they need other people to validate their sense of self when they're so fragile. The histrionic is, you know, overly dramatic and, and, and uses sexualized behaviors to, to uh, lure people in, 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 into, into their, their, their persona. Uh, the borderline is fragmented. And they're constantly questioning their own self-worth. And the narcissist is completely vapid and just wants validation and, 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 and admiration from the people that they come into contact with. So it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spooky thing. And it's, it's a mysterious thing. But it really is our own creation. But it's our own creation simultaneously bumping, gun, bumping up against the impact of what the world is putting out. And how the world and what people say, and I think it's called the law of proximity, the closer somebody is in relation to us, the, for the vast majority, those people's opinions matter most. The people who know us well, the people that have, you know, know our, our innermost secrets and, and, our, and our, 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 our strengths and our weaknesses and um, our, our limitations. And, you know, I think having an honest conversation with ourselves is a really important thing. And, and I, I, I've said this, it, you know, intermittently in different ep episodes, but, but I really wanted to kind of focus on uh, having a relationship with yourself and having an honest relationship is, is you know, an invitation, as, as, as she wrote in, in, in the poem, um, an invitation to look inside yourself, um, not to go to therapy as a victim, not to go to therapy to be validated, but go to therapy to change. Go to therapy to work on yourselves, to to do cognitively structure your, your your schemas and your thoughts and your beliefs, and your behaviors will change. That's what therapy is really about. It's about change. It's not about validation. It's not about uh, you know patting somebody on the back and making sure everything is good. Uh, it's it's work, and you know empathy is a huge part of it. And you know you have to have an empathic stance when you when you work with with patients, but but everybody that we come in contact with, I think if we just become mindful of, they have a sense of self. And you know I think in our society we have this desperate um, desire to be right. It, rather be, it's, I think it's almost more important to be right than it is to be you know to say that I'm wrong. Um, what's that? Better to be kind. 
Well, like Julie said, because she's going to jump on, it's better to be kind than, than, than right. But we do have this fundamental tendency to want to be right. And I think that has to do with a, a, a sense of self that is, I wouldn't say fragmented, but maybe um, needs somewhat of a boost and looking for external validation, whether that's buying uh, a name brand bag and making it very clear when you're out in public, everybody sees that, like, oh, look, at she has a Louis Vuitton bag or a Chanel bag or, you know, driving a certain type of car. I mean, who doesn't, I mean, I mean in all reality, who doesn't want to feel validated? Who doesn't want to feel like they're on the top of the world, that they're the best partner, they're the best lover, they're the best father, that they're the best teacher, they're the best employer, they're the best employee, they're the best student. To, to, to say that that isn't part of our, our, our psychiatric infrastructure, I think, is, is, is completely misleading. And it doesn't mean be, a sense of self is not equated with being self-centered. That's a whole topic in and of itself. That is when you just care solely about yourself and have wanton disregard for your, the impact of your behavior on other people, and it's all about you. That's self-centeredness. That, that's a topic in and of itself. But the sense of self is something that is, 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 is what we own. And I think it's important to own not just the, 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 the good things, but own the bad things and own the gray areas, own the areas of our life where we really don't have the answers. And, you know, being able to say, I don't know, it's very liberating. Uh, I don't know, but I will find the answer. Uh, you know, in our professions, we have an inordinate amount of responsibility uh, to be right. There's there's not a lot of margin of error to be wrong in, in doing neuropsychobales and diagnostics because that dictates treatment and medication. And there's not a lot of error in, in terms of, of Julie's discipline, in terms of what medication she's going to put somebody on. And we've built a, a, a huge level of trust with, with, the, with the great colleagues and therapists that, and prescribers that we work with that we inherently trust one another because people's lives depend on the decisions that we make and and the data that we have and the choices that we make so we take this very seriously um what, what was i going to say uh lost my train of thought oh but the sense of self is, is is really this this unique entity that um is is common to the human experience independent of race of color of sex of political opinion of gender orientation of um and people ask me for an episode on that, and I, I, I will get to that at some point. Um, but I, I, I thought about doing that today, but I was thinking, let's, you know, just the sense of self, and you see it, um, the struggles in, in probably the last several years, decade maybe, the struggles with adolescence and with, with like gender identity, uh, sexual orientation. Uh, it's a lot of struggles. And, and even depending where you're at in the United States, it, it's viewed very differently. You know, in Massachusetts, uh, much more liberal. Other states, not so much. Uh, but that's a topic in and of itself that uh, warrants um, a very careful and, and attenuated um, uh, dialogue for. So, how do you want to? Uh, well, really, I'm just trying. Well, I don't have a topic that directly connects. So, we'll talk about the the mixed stuff, mixed episodes. What mixed episodes? The medication of the mixed episodes. 
Okay, so Julie couldn't find what she was looking for, but she she suddenly did. Um, but back to the sense of self, I think it's also, you know, we kind of alluded to this last week about Thanksgiving in terms of uh, prioritization and uh, what really does matter. And I think, you know, Julie and I try to connect several different topics simultaneously. And for the most part, I think we do a pretty good job of being able to integrate that. Um but you know, with the sense of self, it I think you know one of the most one of the most important questions um, you know in my work with with patients uh, from a therapy standpoint, what is interesting? Why is the crucial question? Um, why are you doing that? Why are you thinking that? Why are you acting that way? And, you know, life is not a linear construct. Um, it moves in different ways. And, you know, I mean, are there people that just want to shut the world out and, you know, just wear headphones and blast music and put dark glasses Um and it, you know, because you know, sometimes in working with with the victims of abuse, um, you know, from early childhood abuse, uh, they have a really hard time unringing those bells. That that my father said this, my mother said this, my brother said that, and you see the impact years later. Um, and again, that's all impacting the sense of self. It's 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 almost like a a, a never ending chalkboard that constantly gets written upon. And it gets sometimes gets written upon with beautiful colors. Sometimes it gets written on, on by a plain white achromatic uh, piece of chalk. And sometimes what is written on it is is beautiful and and makes us feel good. And sometimes what is written on it is what the world has done to us, or even the you know, our the own choices that we've made and and. and the responses we've had, but it's about growth. Just simply saying, well, that's just who I am. That is not an acceptable answer whatsoever. Just saying, well, that's who I am. And, and, and folding your arms and being like, that, that, that's being stubborn and that's being regressive and childish because the beauty of the human condition and, and, and the sense of self and cognitive behavioral therapy and psychotherapy in general is the ability to change. That that, that we none of us have to be to be prisoners of what the world has imprinted on us and the fundamental assumption i think that we all make is that what other people say about us is right especially the negative things you're not going to please everybody be nice but i think it's 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 uh, a complete misconception but i know julie has something that she finally found that has a really good way of kind of Describing life in 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 in, in a, a story that she had shared with me a while ago. So I'm going to let her pop on, and then go from there. Hi guys, um, again, hi. Thank you very much. Um, I got such amazing feedback. I really felt uh, like I. <laughs> Got a little too tearful last week, but um, honestly, it really just was coming from a pretty authentic place, I believe. So um, I appreciate all of your love and kindness and and support. Um, I don't think I heard anyone say anything negative about that, um, especially when you know you take the risk of being vulnerable uh, and like in a in this kind of format, um, you're always really putting yourself out there, literally. 
Um, so thank you for that. And uh, so there was this like really cool um, thing I found years ago. And I, it's one of those things that talks about priorities and what really matters. Um, and it's kind of, it's a visual. It, it's kind of like, as I read it to you, um, we can post this if those of you are interested, because some people do really like this stuff that I read. Um, you know, I don't have it memorized, but I have the gist, but I'm just going to read it to you. It's called the mayonnaise jar and two cups of coffee. When things in your life seem almost too much to handle, when 24 hours in a day is not enough, remember the mayonnaise jar and two cups of coffee. So a professor stood before his philosophy class and he had some items in front of him. When the class began wordlessly, when the class began wordlessly, he picked up a very large and empty mayonnaise jar and proceeded to fill it with golf balls. He then proceeded to ask the students if the jar was full. The students replied and agreed that it was. The professor then picked up a box of pebbles, poured them into the jar. He shook the jar lightly. The pebbles rolled into the open areas between the golf balls. He then asked again students, the students, is the jar full? They agreed that it was. The professor next picked, picked up a box of sand and poured it into the jar. Of course, the sand filled up everything else. He asked once more if the jar was full, and the students responded with a unanimous yes. Then the professor produced two cups of coffee from under the table and poured the entire contents into the jar, effectively filling the empty space between the sand. The students laughed. Now, said the professor, as the laughter subsided, I want you to recognize that this jar represents your life. The golf balls are the most important things. God, family, children, health, friends, favorite passions, and things that if everything else was lost and only they remained in your life, it would still be full and you would be happy. The pebbles are the other things that matter, like your job, house, car, the sand is everything else, the small stuff. If you put the sand into the jar first, he continued, there is no room for the pebbles or the golf balls. The same goes for life. If you spend all your time and energy on the small stuff, the petty stuff, you will never have room for the things that are important to you. So pay attention to the things that are critical to your happiness and play with your children, it also says. So I love these kinds of things because I feel like it's very helpful for people who are visual learners, um, who experience life on a visual level. Um, some are more inclined to, to um, you know, uh, respond auditorily um, to things. Um, that is how, you know, material, material resonates with that person. Everybody learns differently. But I love this one because it's just a reminder of what's truly important and the focus to keep it on. I, I don't like those, the golf ball sounds silly, but keep it on the golf balls of your life. Um, you know, always bring it back to the things the meaning the people and, um, you know, your family and um, just keeping the focus on 
being grateful for um, whether, you know, whatever your spirit, if you are spiritual, um, you know, whatever that belief system is. I mean, this says God, but not everybody believes in God. Um, and, you know, whatever your spiritual belief is, um, something higher than ourselves can always be helpful um, to kind of hand things over that you feel overwhelmed by and can't problem solve with. So um, I did have something else, um, but I don't know really where it is. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, be who you are. Say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. And thank you again. Um, I send you love and light, and God bless you. And thank you so much for all of your support to us. Um, that's it for me, and I will maybe talk to you next week. Thank you, honey. So, um, you know, we, we, as you see with the episodes, we kind of ebb and flow from the clinical to more existential to sometimes more metaphorical. Um, and, you know, this episode really about prioritization, um, a sense of self, and I think maybe probably a sense from, you know, um, I think I think maybe it stems from you know just losing my parents and um, this time of year the holidays anchor holidays anniversaries kind of I think put me in that mindset of being grateful for you know the lessons I learned and what I was raised with and you know also wanting to encourage all of you guys out there that you are the guardians of your psyche that is an amazing power that you have you are the guardians of your sense of self. You can choose to allow the world to leave an imprint with a pen, or you can choose to view the world as leaving an imprint with a pencil and erase it. That is the power of the human mind, and it is amazing of what we're able to do. And this, this podcast is about reality, but it's also about a sense of hope that you know you can also write you are the architects of your life you can write your own story but realize the world does imprint things on us and and, and if you have these negative uh in um negative uh what's the word i'm looking for um views of yourself from early childhood uh from from a a, a Bad, bad relationship, um, intimate, platonic, whatever, a, a horrible interaction. Take take a step back and you choose. Do you want to give that? Do you want to give continue to give life to that, or do you want to continue? You want to deflate it like a balloon. And the amazing thing is, you can do that. And you may need psychotherapy to do it. Uh, some some things are easier to let go. Uh, bells, you know, this, you know, bells can't be unrung. But they eventually stop ringing in reality. I think sometimes we have a tendency to ring the bell and to bring things back into awareness um, that we should just be able to put in a closet. And I usually use the closet as the metaphor for our past is we can't deny the things that have happened or we can't deny things that have been said, but we can certainly d d d determine what is going to stay and, and what is going to continue to resonate, especially the things that are negative and that are adversely impacting us. And again, therapy is a great avenue to explore that and to really... Um, not perseverate on it, but to but to maybe come to terms with it, come to peace with it, and and to get to the point of stop believing it, 
and you can have you can be unburdened we can't erase the past but as i've said at multiple times it remains in the ether of time we can choose to allow it to impact us today or we can come to terms with it and say i'm not going to do that anymore and uh we'll talk about a technique uh julie showed me something on on an Instagram later. Uh, I'll get into it at a different time. We'll talk about uh, a technique for, for trauma and, and intrusive thoughts and um, autonomic nervous system responses. But hopefully this was helpful. Um, I know this is a time of year where I think everybody gets into a state of contemplation with the holidays and families start to come around. So um, I like it when you guys reach out with different topics. I've said sometimes the topics you guys ask for, I can answer like, and I, I can't talk for 30 minutes on it, but I'm certainly willing to answer those questions for you. Um, so feel free to get a hold of me uh, through Psychology Today. You can get a hold of me through Psychology Unplugged at Outlook.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Psychology underscore Unplugged underscore. I'm slowly figuring it out. And um, you can contact me directly at 617-750-9411, East Coast Standard Time in the United States. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of you guys who are coming out from different parts of the globe in the next few weeks for Neuropsychy Vals. Uh, everybody here in Massachusetts and back home in Chicago. I send my love and gratitude and appreciation, and thank you for, again, allowing us into your lives on a weekly basis. Um, Julie's getting ready to start chopping, so I'm going to wrap up the show. Uh, until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be well, and realize the power that you have over who you are and your identity. Take care, guys. Bye.